welcome to Let's Talk Community, a podcast full of interesting stories about communities and the people who build and manage them. I am Denise Henkel, your host for this podcast. I'm an experienced community manager and an inexperienced business founder. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how to attract the people who make your community a success. In my experience, the most successful communities have highly engaged members. Members who live and breathe your community's philosophy so much that they might as well have a tattooed onto their chest. Um, actually, <laughs> uh, this is not a fantasy. Uh, the last community I have managed was a big online dating community called Joy Club. And we had members who had the logo of the of this community tattooed onto their arms. Another community example that I used to be a member of is the cosplay communities. If you're familiar with anime and manga, you might have heard of it. Cosplay means that you dress up as a character from your favorite manga or anime. And I used to do that. I was part of this community and it's a highly engaged community. People spend hours and hours preparing their costumes and also preparing the right pose and the right tone of voice for their character so that they can, can really bring this character to life. And also this community um, regulated itself. So what counted was how much love, how much you loved your character and how much effort you put into Uh, reenacting your character. It didn't matter if you had the right figure or the right hair color for it. So if someone bullied you about your less than perfect figure, then the other community members would jump in and defend you. Because one of the highest values in, in this community is that what counts is that you love your character and everybody is respected no matter what they look like. So yeah, this is a nice example for highly engaged members of a community to address the situation that we're in now. Why is it that in the face of this global crisis, we hear about so many heartwarming stories of community? It's because we are all united in the very basis that this virus threatens us all. And only if we act united, we can succeed. In this sense, a crisis can always be a chance, a shared problem or um, a shared challenge can unite us and make us forget our differences. You know, it's a challenge to find new ways to deal with things. How can you replicate this effect that the current crisis has in a much healthier and safer way for your community? The first and most important step is you need to have a mission for your community. Communities don't exist for their own sake. They need to serve a purpose. So if the answer to my question, what is your community here for, is so that it can grow, then your community doesn't have a purpose or you're not able to name the purpose of your community. To find your purpose, you have to ask yourself, what does my community exist for? And a good method to do that, to find this clarity, is the method five times what for. So as the name says, What you have to do is to ask yourself the question, what for, five times in a row. Let me use the example of a community of cat lovers. If you are, let's say, someone who loves cats or has cats, but has no one to look after your cats when you want to travel, 
then you might want to start a community to bring together people with cats and people who love cats and love looking after other people's cats. The answer for the purpose of this community is, what is the purpose of this cat lovers community? The answer is to bring together people who have cats and people who love cats. And then you ask yourself again, and what for? The answer to that question is that people who have cats can sometimes go on a holiday and have someone who loves their cats and looks after them. And then you can ask yourself again, what for? So the people who have cats can feel more relaxed and enjoy the good times with their cats some more and that the people who love cats but don't own cats themselves can also enjoy having a nice fluffy cat on their lap. Yeah, and you can continue this on and on and ask this question, what for, five times. And you note down the answers to every question. Now look at the answers for these questions and try to find a recurring theme. What are the most important points? Note them down and formulate them into one convincing sentence that answers the question, what does my community exist for? The next step you will want to do is to figure out who your target group is and how your community is making a difference in their life. Uh, one method to do this is uh, the empathy map, which helps you get a feel for their everyday life experiences, their struggles and their dreams. The empathy map looks like um, like a profile of a person's face in the middle and um, around that you have a circle with six different segments. And for each segment, you take five minutes and you think about what does this person see in their everyday life? What does this people, uh, what does this person hear in their everyday life? What do they do? What do they say? What are their dreams and what are their sorrows? And you fill this out. And in the end, you get a pretty good feel for the everyday life of your target group, which is great if you want to plan for content, because then you can take examples from their everyday life. If we look at the cat owners, you might find topics like, um, why does my cat suddenly not like their food anymore? Or why does my, why does my cat pee on my bed? Or to switch the subject to something nicer, <laughs> what is my cat's favorite toy? And like uh, my, my cat played with this new toy for uh, half an hour and it has never played with a toy that long. And that's something you might want to share with your community because other people might be really thankful for a good suggestion for a cat toy. Right, I'm going to stop talking about cats now. <laughs> um, the next and final step is to communicate your purpose so that you attract the right people. And one method to do this is called the golden circle. Um, Simon Sinek came up with this method. And you can find uh, an explanation of this method if you just Google start with why Simon Sinek. And then you can find his TED talk. And basically what he's saying is that there are three ways to communicate. You can tell people about what you do. You can tell people how you do it. And you can tell people why you do it. And most of the time people communicate the what and the how. But mostly they forget about the why. And that's not a good idea because our decision making is 90% gut and 10% brain. And the why speaks to our gut. 
the how and what speaks to our brain. Let me give you an example to um, explain it a bit better. Uh, I don't know if you have this in uh, your country, but in Germany we have uh, stores that sell food without packaging. If one of those stores communicated their business model solely with how and what they're doing, it would sound something like that. We sell food without packaging. Okay, sounds like a pretty horrible idea because it's not handy and it sounds very unhygienic. But if they communicated the why, they want to save the environment by producing less garbage by getting rid of the packaging. Makes a lot of sense. And suddenly their business model sounds like a very good idea. Um, yeah, I think with this example, you get what I mean. And your community's mission should speak to your members' gut first and then to their brain. It should have your purpose as well as your values. If you attract members who share your values and your community's philosophy, you have engaged members who don't need gamification or gimmicks or amazing content to be active in your community. You have members who are intrinsically motivated to participate in your community. You might not get members who tattoo the logo of your community onto their arm, but you get highly engaged members. And I think that's more than enough. So if you are in the lucky situation right now to have a lot of time to yourself, you can use it by thinking about your why and your what for. And when you've done that, you can listen to next week's episode in which I will talk about step number two for successfully building your community, which is managing relationships with and between your members. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to leave me a review on iTunes or like the episode on YouTube. And if you know somebody who would find this podcast helpful, please share it with them. Thank you for your support.